Well, actually, I was going to say because IATSE's on strike, we should technically be saying speed rather than recording. Yeah, it's, that's solidarity. We are we are scabs here though. I'm I'm scabbing. Oh, big time. right now. Yeah. By, yeah, by editing this and yeah. recording it and doing all the doing all the stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm things, definitely scabbing. Some things are more important. I'm betraying the two days I had a, 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 my my two IATSE days from ten years ago. Oh. The one thing that we've established that. <laughs> Uh, Jay and I talked about is that we're not going to complain too much about the Yankees and the Red Sox. Other than that, I'm assuming this will just be a normal talk between normal people about <laughs> baseball, <laughs> the sport they like. Welcome back to Batting Around. It's Batting Around. It's a baseball podcast. I am your co-host, Jane Aust, and with me, as always, is Lauren Walker. I'm I'm Lauren. That's Lauren. And Steven. You. Hey, Steven. Uh, and we have a returning guest, a three-time returning guest now, or three-time guest. It's not your third time returning. Uh, it's David Roth of Defector. It's true. It's me. That's exactly who I am. <laughs> Welcome. Hello. A fan favorite. Is that true? Uh, Is that even true? I think I'm just available. I don't. I have, <laughs> you record at hours that are convenient for me. I, either way, as a gift, as our first three-time um, uh, guest, we're actually, um, as a gift, uh, we're, we're giving you the tea pass. Oh, thank you. This feels incredible. <laughs> Enjoy. Go it. anywhere and do anything now. <laughs> yeah, you can. You can go into bathrooms and yell at us. I might. Like, it's all the rage this week, so you, you can do it in any context now. I'm going to go in there and yell at someone and be like, your wig isn't as whimsical as you think. And they'd be like, there's no excuse for that. She's expressing herself. Uh, did you see the expression, sorry, where they said that Kristen Sinema's rig, uh, wigs were wry, W-R-Y, like they were Charles Grodin? Yeah. Uh. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Uh, it, it's weird being from Arizona and having all these friends and like who were political at the time who like have known her for years now and have known that she's always been like this, and now it's like the primary thing the country is talking about is what a fucking weirdo she is. In addition to just being like a, a an absolutely horrible politician, like I don't think people realize like she lived in like a gas station for a number of years. Yeah, huh? Well, this is, like all at the start of her political career. Yeah, it's all like any. I think that there's a certain level of scrutiny that you should have just as a baseline when someone is like a longtime Green Party gadabout. Uh, like that. That's. Yeah. But the, yeah, all of the details. Like beyond that, she had like a difficult upbringing and stuff. But there were a lot of decisions in there that seemed like kind of, like just like outtakes from even cowgirls get the blues and stuff. Like just like weird, <laughs> like too colorful, uh, character details that like yeah, just basically establish that you're dealing with a, a nightmare. Sorry, I interrupted the baseball. I just wanted to talk about her a little bit more. That's <laughs> that's all right. Well, it's, it's she, she's less repulsive than the outcome of game one sixty two. So there you go. Well done. Yes, that's a exactly. good pivot there. Thank you. <laughs> we're at fifty episodes now, so we're getting down the you know basics. Yeah, it's crisp. <laughs> I got dressed down for being four minutes late. <laughs> well, I guess we I guess we can talk about baseball. We're gonna like try to stay positive as long as we can uh, throughout this, but like. Yeah. It, it's going to be hard. Yeah. It's probably going to be going to be kind of hard looking at this 
postseason. Yeah, it's not feel. what you want. It's grim, <laughs> uh, especially because we had the potential for so much mm-hmm. fun. I mean, it was it was not a huge possibility that like you know the Mariners were gonna do something in the postseason beyond lose a wild card game, even if they made it there. But it was just would have been so much better than Yankees. And Red Sox, <laughs> Red Sox, you know, six and a half hour wild we card love game. It. We love a Berlin Alexander Platz grade game. That's <laughs> what's up. Yeah, I mean, it's also like you said, like it's not that big a deal, but it's just like any missed opportunity for the playoffs to get slightly dumber and mm-hmm. like have a little bit more novelty. Like I feel like mm-hmm. you have to want that, and we just absolutely got rooked out of that yeah. one. We had three game one sixty threes on the table yesterday. Yeah, potentially, and all like it wasn't a oh this specific thing has no. It was just this team wins, this team loses. That those are those are the the mechanisms that put that into play. And of course, somehow it worked out. Like it, it worked out perfectly. You said that, it's like, like all these games needed to have yeah. like the perfect chalk normal outcome, and they all did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. What kind of stuck out to me that really drove me nuts is that it felt like it had been like a month of. The Blue Jays, uh, and then later on the Mariners, like knocking on the door, like getting right up to uh, t- overtaking the Yankees or Reds and just or, and the Red Sox, and it just never happened. Mm-hmm. And like w- the last time there was any actual movement in the standings w- was like the when the Cardinals like clearly took over the second wild card spot, and even that was like three weeks ago. It, yeah. it was like several weeks of just baseball uh, edging, like the, the whole fan base hoping for, like, one outcome that was, was like, slightly tweaked mm-hmm. and getting nothing. Yeah, it's a drag. I mean, the, also, all the, the other, like, 163 things, like, I'm, you know, whatever. As much as, I guess it's, like, been established now that, like, I wanted it to be dumber. Like, I just wanted more unexpected stuff. I did not want the Dodgers to have to play 163rd <laughs> game. Like, I think when you won 105 games, you get a day off. That seems Bad. fair. Like, it's already dumb that they have to play in a wild card game, you know? Like, but that, so I didn't mind that one. But yeah, like, I was kind of, like, hoping for, for a while, like, when it was still in play that, like, the, like, the Yankees would get to choose their opponent in a potential 163 thing. Like, that was just That's dumb awesome. enough that I was into it. Yeah, I thought so, too. But anyway, uh, no one got to choose, and now we have what we have. <laughs> now we have an NL wild card game. <laughs> that's gonna be. It's gonna have Joe West behind the plate and the Cardinals in it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yes. Terrific. <laughs> I. The. I. No, that's about. That's about all there is to say about the it. the NL Wild Card game taking place between the National League teams with the second best record and the fourth best record in the National League. Yeah. The National League team with the worst record. In the playoffs, is not playing in the wild card game. It's the Atlanta Braves. Yep. They immediately get a ticket to the division series. I feel like the Dodgers could very easily get bounced in this one too, and that would be. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I mean, hope so. That would I'm be glad so they funny. they got their World Series, but yes, it would be incredibly funny, it, oh God, and yeah. it would be very on brand for them as well. We've all been slowly getting uh, red bird pilled here, as mm-hmm. Lauren put it earlier when we were talking. It's been an issue at work that like my three like a, a, my coworker uh has decided that she I don't know if it's that she just likes making us mad or that she's like actually admires the cardinals because they're like 
you know, the speed and defense and they're they're getting it done and no one expect everybody wrote them off. But like just saying nice things about the Cardinals in a work slack or really any slack where you like the other people that are in it, I think is very rude. <laughs> it doesn't feel right. It feels like a cosmic imbalance. Yeah. yeah. But they are, you know, they they they're fun in the sense that they're win all the damn time, but they're good always and listen, I there's going to be a bad outcome this year for me. And it might as well be th- like the banal evil. The oh yeah, the Cardinals—they're just—they're <laughs> the evil team that always wins. Cool. Um, I'm just th- like their fans get annoyed when you like make fun of them. Oh yeah, and do the best best team in baseball thing. Like it really gets to them. So I think like more fuel to that fire is fun. And I don't want any of these other fucking teams. Well. N- <laughs> yeah, I mean, I look, I can see most like, of this them. is a visual, not the podcast, but like I can tell by your hat, there's at least one team that you're somewhat favorably disposed to that's in uh, the, the two, playoffs. the two teams left that are that all of my hope is riding on. Um, I don't have I don't have high hopes for, but they are the the White Sox and the Brewers. Yes, I am wearing a White Sox hat right now. I mean, I think those are both teams that it's reasonable to have high hopes for. It's just like, I mean, everybody if you've cared about baseball for, you know, more than 10 years, like if you've followed it, like you kind of know which teams to be afraid of, like just kind of going on some unreasonable run and and winning everything in a way that kind of like feels predictable and inevitable and and kind of unfun. I don't know why I'm not more into the Giants being the best team in baseball, despite Mm -hmm. having like basically a KBO roster (laughs) with like a good bullpen. But it's happening. Like, I just am not really feeling much from that. But it's like, it's them and the Cardinals. Like, I've watched those organizations win World Series with, like, frankly bullshit teams enough times that I'm just kind of, like, ex- sort of expecting that to happen. Mm-hmm. What was it, like, the 2006 Red Sox, um, excuse me, the 2006 Cardinals? Yeah. That they were, like, an 83-win team yeah. or something <laughs> and ended up winning it? I watched them beat the Mets <laughs> in a decisive game at uh, the old yeah. Shea Stadium. I was sitting, in the, like, literally in the last row of the stadium. There was just a chicken wire thing behind me. It was, like, 35 degrees, and it was very windy. <laughs> this is unhappy as I've been at any sporting event. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, whatever. I respect them for... No organization has done a better job over the course of my life making me upset than the St. Louis Cardinals. So, like, hats off. Credit where it's due. I guess the Mets are close. But <laughs> we, we were talking about the Cardinals a bunch recently, and, like, the only thing that's, like, this is such a fucked up year where, like, I'm, I'm almost, you know, I've almost swallowed that pill. But the only thing that's stopping me from completely doing it is that I'd mean that Jay Happ would get a ring. And, like, I watched him just ruin the Twins this year like and he went totally back to normal after he left there but i watched him just like destroy that season <laughs> so yeah, like fair. that's the only thing stopping me from from the like the, being red the phrase uh, world world champ world champion jay hap isn't that's not rattling your saber at all that doesn't no, uh, do anything it, for you it doesn't get me going right. it doesn't get me going at all i know I'll, I'll be the voice for optimism and say i think it's a, quite an easy uh pill to swallow once you embrace the raw animal magnetism of paul goldschmidt <laughs> see he's actually like the like their corner yeah. infield guys or people i've always thought were cool and we're stuck yeah. uh with all due respect to the diamondbacks like on <laughs> totally morbid <laughs> depressing organizations 
the it's like a running thing that for the baseball prospectus book they give me the most like the team that they think is going to infuriate me the most to write about every year and i do have the d-backs this year i can exclusively announce that for the first time wow. i am getting to write about uh breaking America's, news the tiffany, breaking. The <laughs> yeah, tiffany organization you need to to really like channel the spirit you need to like surround yourself with several dehumidifiers yeah, I'm going to I'm going to I've ordered a way you can get it online. Now. I'm going to give myself valley fever and write it <laughs> with those symptoms and see if that like helps uh, put me over. That's good. That'll I'm get you there. Achieve Connor Jackson mindset and uh, just let, let it flow. You need to just feel let the spirit of the haboob like take you, take you there. <laughs> But I like Goldschmidt. I like Arenado. Like, I can't really be that mad at those guys. And like, No. I would love it if Arenado got a ring, and, like, literally as soon as he got away <laughs> just, from Colorado. Yes, like, like, the instant <laughs> that he escapes. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and there's something, like, genius in the Cardinal strategy in a, in a one-game uh, playoff series to signing all the guys that just fucked with the Dodgers in the NL West for 10 years. There is, yeah, there is an element wow, of, if it, if yeah. it was a PSYOP thing, uh, then that certainly <laughs> makes some sense. They're going to be giving <laughs> the Dodgers Havana syndrome <laughs> before this game here. Like, <laughs> the Dodgers, like oh. Joe West will be a casualty of it as well, yeah. but like, that's fine. They've already written Tragically, him off. He's not coming back next I can't year. believe that yeah. in his very last game, he suffered thrombosis due to um, <laughs> sonic waves. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he comes out of it. He's like, I heard this really loud ringing sound, and then I just had, like, varicose veins everywhere. Yep. And they're like, that's because like, you're incredibly unhealthy, man. You've been really unhealthy for, like, the whole time that everybody that's a baseball fan has been alive. I cannot, I think he's going to really try to, like, go out on his shield and just, like, he's going to eject the guy. Like, he's going to blow a bunch of calls. Like, he's not going to let this go without everybody being reminded that He Joe will West not is, go no. quietly. No. This is his the, yeah. He's the protagonist of baseball. This is his <laughs> moment to shine. He'll come back up for, a, like, a, a standing ovation with, like, no audience noise. <laughs> just kind of, sound of some, like, faint rustling, like, one audible fart as he's like, thank you so much. Touching his... He's gonna namaste to a crowd that just has completely turned its back on him. They should let him come back uh, next year yeah, with his country band to do the national anthem. Be, yeah. Just the, the farting echo, like, like in... The, like the speakers in like, like the Walmart Luke video, speech. yeah. Like <laughs> to just a totally empty God. <laughs> or quiet stadium, yeah. Yeah, the. Uh, I guess that like knowing that that Joe West will eventually not be umpiring baseball games is something that I should like. If I were in a of a more positive cast of mind in general, I think that I would be able to focus on that as like hope for the future. In the same way that, like, eventually Chuck Grassley will die. Like, there is, and like, and then a new guy will be the senator. Like, probably someone worse will be the senator from Iowa or whatever. That, like, eventually, like, Joe West will stop umpiring games. In his case, he's going out by choice. And I guess uh, credit where it's due on that one. But, yeah, I, I really had not let myself consider the possibility that Joe West would ever not be a part of the baseball fan experience. Yeah, I, I really wonder about the politics of, like, deciding those games that they get, because I, I know that stuff does kind of go on in the background sometimes. Like, um, what was the lawsuit a couple years ago with, um, it wasn't C.B. Buckner, it wasn't West, but it was... Um, Angel Hernandez. Hernandez right? saying, like, he was intentionally being taken off postseason games. I wonder if, like, he got a choice. 
like uh, the Judge Dread, like the judge, the judge on the way out gets one final uh, rule change <laughs> to spare the life of Max von Sydow, kind of making it work. Oh, you were that was the the Stallone Judge Dread. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm I'm doing the throwback. Not, not you're that. not on the Carl Urban shit. You're going back the classics. <laughs> that was back when every action movie had to have Rob Schneider in it for some reason too. He's in. <laughs> I think he's, he's in the light. Stallone Judge Dread. Yeah. Yeah. Stallone would be like, I'm going to kill you. And Schneider would be like, oh, no, you know, or something. <laughs> Adding some, some emphasis to, nah, so that you it, know. He was kind of like the forerunner for Shia LaBeouf in, like the, in the Zeros in the same way. Yep. <laughs> like, he did not have the same second act as Shia no. LaBeouf, though. I would, like... I would love to see Rob Schneider in like a gritty like um, World War II tank movie. That would be a delight. Yep. But it's it's not going to happen. You can do Wall Street 3 with the, the making copies guys. <laughs> copies never sleep. That's... Oliver Stone had been trying to find a way to work with Schneider for many years. Project after project had fallen through. The version of Natural Born Killers that we could have gotten with him and uh, Molly Shannon would have really changed the game. Oh, my God. <laughs> So can I read, oh. I know we're going to move on to the actual things, but can I read the Kyle Schwarber quote about the wild yes. card oh, that yeah, I yeah, read yeah, yeah. before we started recording? Yeah, I'm really excited to hear so this. So this was, let's, uh, let's talk about as it. recorded by Jason Mastro Donato, uh, who's, I, I guess, a beat guy, uh, asked about the Red Sox-Yankees playoff game. It's a game that it says it all in its words. Wild card. Anything can happen. It's wild. <laughs> you know what? Well said. It is well said. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... It's Gronkian in the sense that it's just kind of like, this is the guy that knows like 75 words absolutely maxing out (laughs) the potential of what he can say about it. But it's not incorrect. No. Yeah, credit where it's due. And I I like a statement where like you could add an exclamation mark behind every sentence if you wanted to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll talk a little bit more here, I guess, about the the postseason. Uh, No runners on second. That rule's gone uh, in the in the extra innings that's gone now oh yeah we do have good news <laughs> yeah yeah there's there's our little bit of positivity here. i'd kind of like, like almost stockholm syndromed my way into <laughs> being okay with that one it was the mm. only one of those rules that i was like remotely like I, I still don't like it like i think it's stupid and i think it should go away for the playoffs but i also feel like there's whatever if you get a few fewer 16 inning games in like july and august it's probably good for everybody yeah yeah i definitely didn't hate that one as much as the seven inning oh yeah that one needs to go around but you're right i I, I think i think oh go ahead no i was just gonna say the pitch clock thing was the one that like could have i mean they just decided not to enforce it because it was hard so like we have no idea how (laughs) annoying that would or would not have been Mm -hmm. if they'd taken it serious well, and really, I think that at this point, the only people who still enjoyed like the sixteen inning gauntlet games were like Twitter shit posters who were awake well past like a reasonable hour. Yeah, um, obviously, none of those people appearing on this uh, podcast. No, right no, now, yeah, so I'm, I'm never. I wouldn't up know until anything about any of that. Yeah, <laughs> one thing that I've certainly never done is watched the Mets lose at two seventeen a.m. to the Padres <laughs> with like a fucking position player pitching. So, thankfully, we still got plenty of that though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't lose the important thing. Right. Like, as long as they don't make it illegal for Williams Astadio to throw off-speed pitches, then, like, <laughs> any rule change can be dealt with. That's where we need the, the Judge Dredd enforcing, like, the minimum speed limit on position <laughs> players pitching. Like, yeah, Williams Astadio throws a 
39 mile an hour pitch and just gets like his brains blown out. Yeah. That's <laughs> the there. Did you all see the, the minor league guy that gave up a home run to Julio Rodriguez on like a 51 mile an hour changeup? Oh, no. <laughs> it was, oh, the guy no. was, he was a backup catcher that had like just been called up to, I guess, to double A. And it was like the most. I mean, because I've seen, like, the, the Yermin Mercedes home run was also off, like, a super-duper slow pitch thrown by uh, a position player. And it basically, like, fucked Mercedes' entire season. Like, he's still paying for that. <laughs> but in the minors, where there's no rules and it's the end of a doubleheader and they're just everybody's trying to go home, it was probably the funniest pitch that I've ever seen in a game. Like, it looked like a slow-pitch <laughs> softball pitch. Like, it had the same yeah. sort of, like, humpback <laughs> movement where it's just... And then as it comes down into the, the hitting zone, it's just like, it's the best offensive prospect in the minors. It's just a question of how far he's going to hit it. And then he hit it off a corrugated steel roof in the outfield, so it made a loud noise. <laughs> <laughs> really satisfying yeah. stuff. If you're at that like level, if you're if you're at that level of competitiveness where you're throwing pitches fifty miles an hour, you, you should actually be able to go into the stands and get someone from the like the pitching stand, right. who's like seeing how fast they can toss because that's like an achievable velocity for. The ninety nine percent of the population that um, can't yeah, can't play, be a professional baseball player. Yeah, like I think some people, like a physically fit person that plays baseball or softball regularly, could probably get into the sixties. Like that's like yeah. a, a max effort thing for a lot of people. Like, and I think m- myself as an old person, if I tried to do it, like I would, just, my entire torso would detach if I tried to throw <laughs> like a pitch that was supposed to move. But that was probably true twenty years ago too. So. Everyone agrees. I'm Our, bad. Yes. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not, yeah. Laura, I think Lauren has the potential out of all of us the, to most like throw a good pitch. No, oh, I'm that's... too gangly. It's over six feet. It's just like there's there's too much like what you, movement in the, the long levers. It's yeah, not a repeatable yeah. motion. No. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not going to be me. What are you talking about? Like we watched Chris Sale pitch yesterday. <laughs> yeah, and it went. It didn't exactly go great. <laughs> I know, I know. I want to talk about the best, like, possible situation that could come into the World Series here, and then, like, what our nightmare scenarios are oh, God. for the World Series. How, here. how many nightmares do we want to do? <laughs> well, well, we can go through a couple of, of different scenarios here. I Okay, so, first off, I would love, actually, to see Brewers-White Sox in it, because, one, mm-hmm. you know, those are the two teams that we've kind of established are the least despicable (laughs) of all of them in here. And and, in like that terms, it's the least kind of nightmarish, but also like, I think like the Brewers playing a Chicago team. That's not the Cubs would also kind of just like infuriate Cubs fans. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Like really, really piss them off. Cause like those, whenever there's like a Brewers Cubs game, like in Milwaukee or in Chicago, like there always seems to be like oh a reporter got arrested or something <laughs> like some, something like fucking insane always happens and just like at, like a bunch of people in Wrigleyville just like with the veins sticking out of their head like wishing it was them like shitting on the brewers like that kid from the meme yep. with the, the veins sticking <laughs> so out of his head. I think class, that would yeah. be like really wonderful it it would also like maybe be like the most exciting pitching matchup i can imagine just because like yeah both teams have like dominant starting pitching both teams probably have the best reliever in in their division uh it'd be like really exciting and cool um and both offenses are kind of like sl- like struggling to get over the regular season line but a lot of potential uh for for power it'd be a really cool matchup like uh, 
in terms of like watching baseball rather than just with the weird meta narratives we've cooked up. Yeah, I was going to say that like if you can watch it without any sort of like uh, attempt to divine a broader like political or cultural parallel to any of it like those right. are definitely fun teams to watch play each other although mm-hmm. if you do that then it's like it would be fun to watch the brewers play the rays too like it's not unfun to watch the rays it's just like you if you think about the rays too long like you get a tummy ache <laughs> yeah <laughs> and but they're not one of the the real like nightmare nightmare teams for me like the brewers i think are like the most admirable in a lot of ways to them because they like they did the the hard stuff really well, like the pitching development stuff, which I, that's like the thing that sort of like kept me from getting like sour about baseball to a certain extent is that like, mm-hmm. I really find pitching fascinating in the ways in which like, it's sort of like getting better understood while remaining like unknowably hard and weird. I, I mean, I, that's like still pretty fresh to me and the Brewers have a ton of pitchers that are really awesome to watch. Yeah. And to your point, I mean, the, the White Sox do too, but. It's like, it's a different sort of thing. Like watching, like, like I know what makes Lance Lynn's like stuff effective or whatever, but like all these, you know, like Corbin Burns and all that shit where like guys that like sort of don't have like an overwhelming, uh, you know, like arsenal in their way, but are just sort of like able to like have like figured out the pitchability shit and then like are able to get guys out in interesting ways. Like I do enjoy that. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's teams, like, where that's, like, the dominant philosophy and teams where that isn't. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess I'm trying to get my head around the Rays. I wrote about them last year, and, like, they're going to be around. Like, they're really, really good. And I think I, I want to get to a point where I'm not mad about them as, mm-hmm. like, a fixture and a reality, but I'm not 100% there yet. Like, I just, I find them distasteful, but at this point, like, they're undeniable. Like, I mean, it'd be stupid for me to, like, pretend yeah. that they were you know frauds or that they were cheating or whatever they're just like i don't like the way that they do business but like (laughs) they can you know like they're good at baseball like that would be dumb for me to impose much more of an obligation on them than that i think it it really helps that they actually have like a good offense this year like last year it was it was it was it was like league average pretty close Mm -hmm. but this year they actually have some guys who uh are like really fun and dynamic hitters yeah, I like watching a Nelson Cruz play in October games. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I would be very happy for him. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I really, really would. Uh, I would have loved to have seen him done it <laughs> with the Twins, mm-hmm. obviously. But, like, yeah. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. He seemed to really like playing in Minnesota. Is there, like, talk about them trying to bring him back? Or is that... Yeah, like, I think that they would like to, but there probably isn't going to be... Uh, or there's probably going to be universal DH next year. Yeah. And uh, so there's just going to be way more teams competing for him. That's also an organization that's exceedingly good at developing their own DHs for better or worse. Like they may <laughs> yeah. not need like a 43 year old one when they've got like Kirilov or whoever, whatever, like first baseman outfielder mm-hmm. dude you could stick in there. Donaldson, if they keep or Sano or somebody like there's they have a ton of guys that they could put in there and even like in their farm system like all these long jam log, uh, log jams of like a corner outfielders like there's just tons of them mm-hmm. there that, that that could do it it's it's probably not going to happen Lauren brought up about the Rays before we were recording that they went apparently they went all season we don't have this verified but apparently they went all season without having an ejection really yeah no yeah. no hitters no uh, coach no manager uh, ejected even Nothing. one time just that's feeling fine. Completely yeah. insane to me. Yeah. Baseball's that's, nice voice. 
It's, is that really how we we have to think of the race now that they're 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 the good boys on the block? Everybody's yeah. like, why couldn't you be more like them? Look, look at that Kevin Cash. <laughs> well, you can think of them as the goody two shoes if you prefer. Then we need a bad boys team to beat them. Who will be the the naughty uh, boys of American League Baseball? Is it these? Is it the wild Chicago White Sox? Yeah, it comes down to the White Sox. So I think all the NL teams are a little too nice. Or, or mm-hmm. I mean, we are the what, Astros. Like else forgetting that the Astros are in the playoffs this year. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's like a more organic heel than the Rays. The are. less I think yeah. about them, the better, personally. <laughs> yeah, just nobody wants to think about that. Like, that's that's like if we if we get back to talking about nightmare scenarios, like a Dodgers Astros game, oh, yeah. like oh, a World God. Series would be terrible. Like, a, a, nobody wants that really, except like Dodgers like fans. A few, want yeah, that. a few psycho Dodgers fans <laughs> yeah. that well, like really want to like rub their noses in it or something. That's why that's a good nightmare scenario too. But it would backfire. It, it would backfire a hundred percent. Like normal people are so sick of those two teams and their dumb feud and everything like that. But it like yeah. th- their fans are so into it. And so the they idea want of, it so bad. Yeah, like God. just everyone else getting subjected to like Could intense you... Joe Kelly discourse. <laughs> just trying to live our lives. Could you imagine an Astros Yankees ALCS and then right. an mm. Astros Dodgers World Series? Hell yeah. yeah. That's the oh. good shit. Don't need this. Don't uh, need that at all. This is this is gonna sound insane, but I'd love to see Granky get another chance at a ring. That Ooh. does sound insane. <laughs> I mean, everybody loves Granky to a certain extent. It's just, you know, the rest of the Astros thing. I had honestly yeah. like kind of I mean, you know, I knew that they won their division. I had also like completely tuned their shit out like the last mm-hmm. couple of months. Once it got to the point where like watching Mets games was not self-care for me, like my experience <laughs> of the baseball season became more abstracted and I was like latching on to random wild card teams and uh, sort of like weird pop-up pitching performances that I thought were fascinating. So like I was I was all in on the Mariners just because of their dumb bullpen of like non-roster invitation guys all of whom had eras under one somehow that like i was extremely excited about that and then yeah again we got cheated out of that and now we're looking at uh yeah i think i think the team i watched the most this year were the blue jays it's a good choice if you're into if you're into like big boy taters and guys that look like they're wearing pajamas at work that's what it's all i am into very large men (laughs) yeah (laughs) like the Blue Jays must be so pissed off at like how stuff shook out. Like they won their game yesterday, and then like the the Nats and the Rays just couldn't do it. Like neither of them could do it. Yeah. Betrayed, like betrayed by the by the for, former and future Montreal Expos. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Nats were certainly like they were one, and they and, and the Marlins were like the teams that the Mets could beat basically from July on. And like they were, they were certainly going to lose any important game uh, that they were in. Like yeah, that's just like how sure. they were operating mm-hmm. for the last few months of the year. It was still disappointing to me, and like sort of watching it happen and like the way that it did and everything like that. Like Eric Fetty was closing for them in that game somehow. Like they just like <laughs> the five guys whose names people know on that roster that just have to do everything, and then yeah. the rest of it is just like Steve Scalise gets to play for them. Like he's like a platoon guy for them now. And all the guys you know got a send-off in, like, a crowd ovation. So everybody's, like, Mm -hmm. cheering emotionally for Ryan Zimmerman, and then as he's removed from the game and replaced with, like, a robot version of Tyler Moore. (laughs) (laughs) They they chose, like, somebody from uh, the DEA night the other other day, and, like, he got to play. Narc at the park. Yeah, (laughs) Narc at the park, yeah. (laughs) 
That was really sick. A de like in the sense not just in terms of being like tight and gnarly, but like sick, like perverse, like broken culture <laughs> shit. Like the idea yeah, of just yeah. being like yeah. the brave men and women of our drug enforcement agency. They're here to watch uh, Luis Garcia take <laughs> six swings and four at bats. <laughs> another okay, so another thing that I've been thinking about as this postseason has come together is how it's the going to be you know the 20th anniversary of the Yankees not winning the World Series, <laughs> and like all the there's going to be some just absolute sickos if the Yankees like advance at all. It's just like all right there. They're they're doing this for the twentieth anniversary of nine oh eleven and winning the World Series that should have happened back in two thousand one. Oh my god! There's no, like, you really think that we're gonna get like a baseball crank article like that? That's like that. Oh, that's fine. If that happens, uh, it means we're all taking the uh, the Cardinals pill because only one yeah. man has the snake venom in his veins to put a stop to it. That's right, Tony Womack. <laughs> I really, I hope that that does not happen. Like, there's no way that it could conceivably happen to me. Although, like, dumber things have for sure happened on television during that. But the idea of, like, trying to tie it in there, like, most of the people that are playing for the Yankees now were, like, zygotes when that happened. I don't think that there's any. Right. Other than Brett Gardner, who was, like, 31. Yes. I think, like, Brett Gardner remembers it vividly. (laughs) Yeah, when he had like when he had like the full fucking like lot head of hair. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, nice to think about. He yeah. uh, he's not getting less upsetting as he gets older. Like I know that no. at some point usually <laughs> no. that happens with older guys. Like when like Jason Giambi's last tour where he kind of looked like like Gary Cole, you know, just like a veteran <laughs> character actor coming up to like pinch hit. Like I'd forgotten everything I ever disliked about Giambi, and I was like, ah, it's funny. He's got like a lot. Of, look at all that gray hair, and like Brett Garner just becomes more and more of a like a guy at like a police disciplinary hearing, being like, you don't understand the job. Like he's just like more and more like that with every season that passes. Like he's yeah, he's like the cop that uh, that gets fired for like being caught napping in their squad car yeah. for four hours or something. Yeah, he's like, go he put like, on the line every day. <laughs> he looks like he went to DEA night. Yeah, <laughs> you pay reduced price uh, just to, to be there. I have, I, like, this isn't that heretical because it's like most Yankees fans and Mets fans don't really care very much about the other. I have not disliked this Yankee team as much as I've disliked past Yankee teams, but I'm also like, I'm ready to like not have them be in the playoffs personally and just to be able to focus on teams that my neighbors yell less when they win. Like, I don't just like, Something that I don't have to think about as much, and like from a local perspective. Well, they they don't really have like the they don't really have the, the hateable personality of the old Yankees. But they also don't really have like the personality personality of the fun teams. Yeah, like I I just see a void in most of them. Right, and like the stuff that's cool. I mean, like Stanton and Judge are cool. They hit the ball insanely hard. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But like not like interesting to watch. I mean, they basically it's a similar approach and like. Yeah, like, if you like long homers, that's neat. But, like, you can also just, like, look at your Twitter timeline until someone posts one of them and get the same experience. There's not a lot of, like, else breaking up that lineup, making it more interesting to me. I kind of liked LeMahieu when he was in that weird sort of, like, Charlie period of his career where he was, like, hitting 350 and it was clearly, like, not sustainable. But he was uh, he had not yet had the, the come down to where he is this year. But he's not. I mean, the rest of that lineup is not really... But there's not a great deal to hang your hat on. Yeah. Should we talk about the White Sox? Because I think they're good. 
and I think that they have like kind of a fun spark and everything like that. I'm just not sure that they're quite good enough. I don't think they're very good. <laughs> really, like they're they have like a they have a terrible record against really teams good teams. that aren't dog that, shit. That's the thing that really concerns me about them. Like they they just got to play the Twins and the Royals and like the Cubs and shit. Yeah, like they just played dog shit teams all year. Their record like is bad against teams like above five hundred. I don't think they're gonna like. I don't think they're gonna do very much, especially with just this against Houston against like mm-hmm. a team that like we we learned on Sunday that like God might exist and if he does like he doesn't want us to be happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's no way that that God's gonna let. Uh, this White Sox team advance it over Houston. Absolutely like, There's not. just no way. I mean, dumber things have happened. I would feel better if they were going into the... Like, they happen when a team gets that kind of, like, cornholio spark and are just sort of heedlessly, like, blowing through the competition, mm-hmm. which the White sure. Sox did not go into the postseason on that sort of run. I mean, the Astros no. are... The only way that I can really connect them to, like, the most stressful team that I can think of from a postseason perspective at least for, as a fan, was in 2015 the the way that the Royals were. Like, they just mm-hmm. didn't really make mm-hmm. mistakes. There weren't seams there. And they didn't seem better if you were to run it down position by position than the teams that they beat. I didn't even think they were better than the Mets. I was, you know, there for those games. And they stressed me out not just because the Mets were playing in the World Series and I wanted them to win, but because, like, the Royals just didn't fuck up. Like, you really, really mm-hmm. had to play perfect to beat them because they weren't going to make errors and they weren't going to like take cheap at bats. Like even like Escobar and stuff like the, the bad players were annoying and the good players were good. And that sort of seems to me like where the Astros are. It's certainly where the Rays are. And like, that's a, you know, again, it's an easier team to appreciate in the abstract. Like if you have to um, watch a team that you care about play against them, it definitely from my experience has sucked real bad. Yep. I wish you guys good luck though. <laughs> yeah, I'm not holding my breath. I no. know uh, the tenor of this season and this postseason push is all very clear to me. I know that I know that I'm gonna get like one of the absolute worst outcomes, and I think that's probably gonna be like a. I don't know. There's so many different options. Dodgers over Braves in an NLCS with a lot of tomahawk chop and tomahawk chop discourse in it. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then Astros over Yankees in an ALCS to me is like, oh. the, that's the hell dimension. <laughs> that's like a, like Sam Neill with no eyes and event horizon, just like grabbing <laughs> your head and broadcasting that image into your mind. Oh, God. No, that that's a true nightmare yeah. scenario. Yeah. I, think, um, I think the Giants are my number one... N- absolutely under no circumstances from the national league side of things i think that that's mostly my gabe kapler hang up though i just mm-hmm. oh yeah that's something i keep I have, forgetting about that he and saidi are actually like fucking creeps and are like and have their fingerprints all over like actual yep. crimes.xls yeah. type shit yep yes and and uh he's just doing this with that team yeah, Matt I'd say under no circumstances do you have to hand it to him. Yeah. Like, no. You do not have to hand it to Gabe Kapler. It's especially no frustrating, what. too, because this is... The, I think we were pretty close to being, like, not rid of Gabe Kapler, but, like, if he'd gone there and, like, managed for, like, three seasons, didn't make the playoffs, like, that's probably the last you see of Gabe Kapler as a major league manager. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, cause but it's now... Like, now we're fucking stuck with him. 
Like yeah. he's going to win manager of the year, and yeah, we're going to be stuck with him for five more years. Well into his turn as like a buff old guy, because he's going to be a buff yeah. old guy. Like he's going to be yes. out looking like fucking Kevin Nash managing a team in 20 years, and we're all going <laughs> to be there watching it. He's such a fucking freak show. And, yeah. and like, who gets called man- name manager year is already a, a, a bit of a stretch in terms of like an actual award. But like, mm-hmm. of all the teams where it's very much like Mr. Burns saying, go, you know, Daryl Strawby, go, go hit a home run. Uh, it's the team with like Buster Posey on it. Like that's not a dude who needs a lot of like coaching at this phase yeah. of his career. I guess I mean like I don't know how you can give Kapler credit for that. I agree with that. I also don't know that you can necessarily take it away. It's just like it's bizarre that all their old guys are having this like one last hurrah like space cowboys type moment. Like it's cool for Posey. <laughs> and it seems clear at this point that like one of the real like I, just between Posey and, and Salvador Perez and the season that he had that like maybe just taking a year off from catching in your early thirties is like a really smart move. If you can do right. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just take a year off. Like it, it worked out so good for him. I feel like the, the Mets should give James McCann like three years off and see yeah. if he bounces back. <laughs> yeah. When you said the space Cowboys thing, it just got the gears turning in my head and like, there should be a Clint Eastwood movie about the like the 2021 giants Absolutely. where like Clint Eastwood plays Buster Posey. <laughs> <laughs> if everything is shot it. in like, you know, 4 hours a day yeah. and like we have like 94-year-old Clint Eastwood Somehow out there. Somehow like being... the character just has threesomes all the time and everybody's like, well, yeah. "How did this wind up in the script?" <laughs> oh no, he's it a has nothing player. to do with the just go move on. <laughs> All right. Um, do we have anything else we want to say about this? Uh, you know, what this postseason, or should we uh, move into the like? I just have two mailbag questions that I that I want to do. That's fair. Or should we just get into those? Uh, I I do want to very quickly say that I think we're discounting when we look at the White Sox the undeniable spark that um, Tony Larusa brings to any team. But other than yeah. that, oh, that's a good that's a good point. We did not. We, yeah. We've been really good at avoiding talking about Tony Larusa. Yeah, I think a lot of fans have like. You know, whatever, because it's all there's all these variables, you know, and it's October. There's only one October. Everybody says it. Everybody forgets the team with the oldest manager does have an advantage. <laughs> He's seen yeah. the most baseball games. Who cares if he doesn't know the rules? And you know, is often they all change in the postseason anyway. Like it's a fucking Hall of Fame baseball person. Does any other team have one <laughs> of those? Hall of Fame type guy. Yeah. Hall of Fame type guy. <laughs> Kyle Kyle Schwarber reading that and being like, that is fucking poetry, man. Wow. How does he always know? Uh, Oh, man. White Sox uh, Cardinals would be good. Oh, yeah. I'd like just like the Tony La Russa World Series. Let's go. Oh my God! That would we would see Buzz Bissinger on TV if that happened. Like he would wind up like being interviewed by studio shows. Tony Larusa just like showing up in the Cardinals clubhouse, <laughs> just like forgetting where he was. They should just let him manage both teams. <laughs> yeah, just let him yeah. do both. <laughs> Why not? So somehow Joe McEwing has a pivotal at bat for one of those teams during the World Series, but he's like, just let him go. He's having fun. He's been managing for 51 years. You're going to tell him he can't put Joe McEwing out there? <laughs> oh, all right. I got two mailbag questions I want to get to here. This is a great question. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really happy somebody finally asked this uh, from our Discord. The work hater asks. What are some of your favorite player nicknames, either from the fan base or the clubhouse? 
and as soon as I saw this answer, I immediately knew mine. Um, and it's Billy Ray Butler with Country Breakfast. Country Breakfast. Oh God! I think that that is <laughs> that was, that's the best nickname possible. I think it's it's just so funny. That one tickles me. Country so Breakfast much. rules because it's not immediately clear. Like with a lot of these, it's like Travis Hafner. They call him Pronk, and you're like, oh, cool, because it's like one of the three things that a baseball player would notice or say. Whereas, sure. like in this case, like Country Breakfast is like. Someone just saw him at, like, a Holiday Inn Express absolutely going to town. We're like, check that shit out. What do you what do you think that is? What's that about? Which is it's so good. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's like, I know, it's 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 my favorite sports nickname, like, by a mile. Country I think. fucking breakfast. I, it, I think about it a lot. It comes, it comes, pops into my mind, like, any time of year. What would be it? What would be in an actual country breakfast? Just like a like a rasher of bacon? Uh, I think it'd be like it'd be like the country it'd be the country fried chicken fried steak with the gravy. Yeah, like two biscuits. Definitely gravy. Yeah. Gravy. The those like cubed potatoes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it would be shredded hash yeah. browns and like four slices of bacon. I mean that's yeah, like, like four pieces of toast. Gravy. If that's and everything. the association that somebody has with you, then like that uh, that's a winning winning combination to me. You've impressed someone <laughs> somewhere along the line. It's also a meal that's like very famously easy to eat before you go do like cardio. Yeah. <laughs> Before you have to like run really fast for short bursts yeah. or even and then do stand what, around in front of 40,000 people. Do what Billy Butler did, which is mostly like sit in the dugout and wait for his yeah. time at bat, at which point then you're like activating your core really dramatically. Like there's no that's also uncomfortable. Yeah. Bless him. That's great. I was going to say uh, Dennis Oil Can Boyd because not mm-hmm. enough people are named after like the types of beers that they like to drink like that's yeah, like that's, that's the last one. nickname of its kind like there's never going to be like a like old scotchy legs you know like they're all different now <laughs> i i am obsessed with any nickname for a player that allows the crowd to do the ooh sound oh that's always a winner so like as a phillies fan like carlos ruiz's chooch was the best um but really anytime that happens in a stadium I'm just like thrilled because it's it's fun. I like fun. Carlos Ruiz also seemed like kind of a fun guy as like oh, he was catchers fantastic. go. He... I feel like I talked about this the last time I was on here. Have you seen the video of him and Kyle Seeger in the weird game they used to play in the dugout when they were with the Mariners together? No. I don't think so. No. They would clasp hands and lock eyes as like and be like as intense as they could and just say the names of animals that they could think of in Spanish back and forth to each other as dramatically as they could. And then the first guy that couldn't come up with an animal lost. <laughs> it's, I, I'll find the video and send it to you. It's like one of the best things. Because like they're, they don't know like a lot of animals. They're baseball players. But they're like, there's one bit where um, like, they're, so they're holding hands and one of them is like, also. Which is yeah, which is bear, and then the next one, and you can see, I think it's Ruiz is just like he freezes up, and he's like, uh, "Also Blanco," which, <laughs> and it's allowed if you like if you say bear, and then the other guy's like white bear, then it's back to him, balls back in his court. Those are the rules of uh, Animal Master or whatever yeah. that game was called. Holy Animal shit! Animal Master. <laughs> it's the game. To say, it's the game that the uh, the, the in, from the Sandman when uh, the embodiment of night. Uh, plays uh, creation with the devil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is that is a 
beautiful Carlos Ruiz facts that I now know. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, yeah. you know what? I, I, I was going to talk about a million of them, but I was going to talk about how he like rescued people stranded at sea during an off season. Now no one cares Whoa, about that. Really? I mean, that's pretty cool, but you should see him say white bear in Spanish <laughs> as intensely as he can. I very much would like to see this. Yes. <laughs> okay. Lauren. Yeah. I don't really have a good one. Um, I, mm. I did think it was funny. Uh, I think the players' uniforms um, were mostly good. The nicknames aren't always great. Um, but I do think it was funny. A couple years ago, I had to look up the year. It was two years ago. When Danny Duffy and Alex Gordon just switched their nicknames. And Alex Gordon was Duffman and Danny Duffy was Gordo. Other than that, no. I just appreciated the bit there. Other than that, not really. During the players weekend, Joe Maurer just put Maurer on his jersey. Yeah, there's always He's one just guy. like, that's what everyone yeah. calls me. <laughs> it's Love upper that. Midwestern excellence. Yeah. I mean, no yep. one no one will top Rich Hills. Yeah. No, never. Right. They could right. retire the idea after that. No. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a mostly wasted Mets season, but I'm glad that he finally got to be a Met. I feel like it was a, it was all like gonna happen eventually, and I'm mm-hmm. glad he got it out of the way so we can move on with his life. I was so glad that he yeah that he spent some time as a twin, and like I got to get a Rich Hill jersey before they stopped making jerseys. Yeah, yeah. he's cool. Yeah, he's he's so cool. Okay, uh, and for this last question, uh, it wouldn't be a Roth episode if we didn't talk about the Mets a little bit. Oh, uh, so Cotter in from our Discord says, if you're a Mets free agent, or if you're a Mets free agent, I think he just means if you're a free agent, how much does Cohen's tweets weigh in your decision if you are in that position? Like, if you're, like, potentially going to sign with the Mets, I think is what uh, Coderan means here. I would hope that you wouldn't, like, care too much about it. But at the same time, if you have to ask, then the answer is already too much. (laughs) You know, that, like, the fact that this is even an issue, I think that also this is, like, we were talking about this earlier today i think it was i don't remember uh, which <laughs> dm it was in that basically like the worst case scenario for cohen is not he's not like bobby billions everybody knows that shit now like he might right. be jim ursay though like he might be just like kind of an out of control dumbass who posts too much and i think and also like doesn't spend that much on the team and doesn't really like sort of know uh, a lot about what's going on with it like it shouldn't be hard to get people to come play for a baseball team in New York City. It like really there's always going to be some no. guys that aren't going to want to do it, but at this point like yeah, they're the vibe is all wrong and I think that like that does come into play. Like not just with like, you know, Mike Hampton like being like going to Colorado cuz he's like they got more white people there. I'm sorry. Like this is what I got to do. <laughs> like that's, you know, whatever. You can only keep that type of dude for so long, but yeah, like it was just so sour there this year. Like I feel like they will wind up keeping Javi Baez, and I wouldn't have guessed that when the whole thumbs down thing was happening. But, like, yeah, it's just not like a, it doesn't seem like a very fun place to play at this point. Like, mm-hmm. for him, I guess he, whatever, he can keep the rental apartment that he's presumably in and he's friends with Lindor, so there's that. But, like, yeah, it's just the fucking bad vibes. And also, they, they're not like spending at the top of the market. Like, even if right. you didn't want to live in Los Angeles, like the Dodgers are going to offer you more money than any other team for the most part, which makes that situation more appealing just on its face. And I, it seems like for whatever reason, and I don't think this is going to change given any of the names that I've seen floated as like the potential president in baseball ops or GM. I don't think the Mets are just going to spend at that level. Like I don't think that they want to. And at this point it's basically on principle. So whether that's on Cohen or not, like, 
yeah, there's more reasons not to play for the Mets than to play for it. Uh, the posts are up there, but I don't think, I think most of it is just that like some team is always going to outbid them. And so, you know, in that sense, it's the same as it was when they had the previous owners. Also, fundamentally, I think it's more fun to be a rich guy in LA than to be a rich guy in New York. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cohen's a weird guy too. I mean, like he's like, I don't get the sense that he's like enjoying stuff that much. Like he's got this great art collection, but like the way he talks about it is just kind of he's like, I don't know, man. Like I just try to buy the most expensive shit. You know how it is. I think he was having a great time until the GameStop stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he got the team. He was like he was riding high, and then he just got like absolutely rinsed by a bunch of redditors. Yeah. <laughs> like I think that that really was demoralizing. That that was like a major turning point. This for is his, in his life. The the lesson that everybody who posts must learn is that you can get as epic as you want. There's always someone who's going to be able to get more epic than you. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, but so yeah, I mean, absolutely. this is like he was getting by for a while. He was like, you know, did you know this guy's friends with Guy Fieri? Like, and he has a Twitter account. Like, can you believe that shit? And then, yeah, like <laughs> sooner or later, some fucking swirly-eyed libertarian <laughs> shut-in is going to steal your lunch money if you spend enough time on the internet. That's just how it I is. I love that, like, the, you know... Uh, Bobby Axelrod from Billions is like based on Steve Cohen and like Bobby Axelrod in the show it's like yeah he's he's like friends with all these like cool people like like that or that like you know a, a 40s white TV writer would think is a cool person yeah. like mm-hmm. like he's like he's like friends with like Jason Isbell and like the Hold Steady and stuff but then in like real life like Steve Cohen's like you know friends with Guy Fieri and, and like stuff. yeah like, like Chris Christie rules. he's like I yeah, know yeah. the real <laughs> Jimmy John by the way and it's like well, yeah, I'm yeah. impressed by that one dude it's just like just not actually cool at all yeah there was I, I love that the Fieri story about him like paying to have like his own like he like paid I think it was like. I want to say it was like $100,000. It was like a lot of money to basically have an imaginary episode of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives where he had (laughs) Fieri all to himself and they like drove around suburban Stamford going to like the hot dog places that he likes. That was like a real way that he was spending his money before he bought a baseball team. In fairness, that seems like something I would really like to watch. That is like right in my alley. That is like what you should do if you have billions of dollars. He did wind up in a real episode of that. Yeah, that followed by buying a baseball team are, like, mm-hmm. things I would do with that amount of money. Yeah. Would you have a lot of quarter-zip sweaters? Would you buy, like, 100,000 of those? Because he's got a lot of those, too. I could be convinced. That's the uniform. Yeah. That's the uniform. You have no choice on Doing that. the James uh, Franco look-at-my-shit yeah. speech, but it's just all fleeces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's room to be optimistic, though. I, I think this could be the first off season where we see Steve Cohen uh, offer to pay Robbie Ray entirely in NFTs, <laughs> <laughs> which, which would not count toward the cap. Yeah, it's true. And they never go down in value except yeah. for sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> much like Robbie Ray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very, very much like Robbie Ray. Yeah. Do we have any final thoughts here before we uh, wrap this up? Just that I don't like, want to keep you here forever. I would love to do another 20, 30 minutes on crypto if you guys are into it. <laughs> Is that cool? Can we do that? We've we've done that before. Sure. We're not doing that again. Yeah. Warhammer 40K and crypto are like what we run into in the latter half of the season when none of us watch baseball that week. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That is really tough, too, because you make like a decision for your own mental health to watch less baseball and then somehow you wind up in a conversation about cryptocurrency like you somehow <laughs> made it worse after trying to do something responsible very sad uh but on that note go read roth's article on defector about crypto oh thank you yeah that was very good i, I really it. really enjoyed that yeah, yeah i really struggled with it because i thought um 
kept asking why I was writing it, and I, that was true <laughs> right up until we published it. But oh yeah, no that that's, mm-hmm. that just seems like a slog. Like oh, I have to like do research on this and make sure this is all like fucking accurate. Like when we all just know. It's a bunch of dumb dog God, shit. It's the most unbearable like, you, you... <laughs> tone, too. It's like all these guys that just like write like Skeletor all the time. It's the worst. <laughs> but I mean, whatever. It's like legible, and it's. I, I feel like I did learn a little bit about it, but it, not enough to really uh, change my my opinion. That said, if I'm offered an NFT only uh, non roster invitation to Mets camp, I will accept. <laughs> <laughs> Look out for that. It might be coming. Get paid in Stevie <laughs> coin. Let's do it. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the show oh, again. Thanks Always for having such me. such a pleasure. Always no, great to have you. Yeah, it's a delight to talk to you all, and uh, thank you for asking me. I hope the playoffs are better than we thought they would be. I really yeah. hope so. Somehow we all agreed that they're going to be bad, <laughs> and yep. yet we managed to talk about them for this length if, of time. If they've got to be bad, I hope they're stupid. Yes. yes. That, agreed. Well said. 100%. All right, Schwarberian well, and it's eloquent. <laughs> that is Schwarberian. We gotta, we gotta bring that into like the common lexicon. I think. Yep. I think everybody needs to needs to be saying that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, we will be covering the postseason, all postseason. That's a really stupid way to say that. Whatever, you know, we will be. It'll, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a, a slog, but we'll get through it together. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Oh.